0: Yo what's up man Welcome back to Focus Energy With Foster Lee A.K.A. King Zulu Lee A.K.A. FLB3 A.K.A. Foster Lee Brown Third. Back in the building baby Hope y'all having a wonderful Friday Hope y'all having a blessed Friday Hope y'all having an aloha Friday um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in I appreciate all my listeners for checking in with me I uh, miss y'all hopefully, hopefully y'all miss me Um Yeah, man, we got another special episode of Focused Energy. Um, This episode, my guest host is going to be the one and only Foster Jr., my father, my pops, my daddy, the one and only, the one who uh, created me. Well, my mom created me, but my dad helps, you feel me? Uh, Yeah, man, y'all in for a good one, man. We talked for a really long time, man. It's like a couple hours, but... I couldn't put the whole couple-hour segment on here because I guess the attention span for most people is about 50 minutes, and then we lose you. Can't be losing you with focus energy. We need you to focus in and and, and get these gems we drop in. Um, I'm going to do this show a little different. I'm going to have my dad come in with a little introduction, a little bit of thought process for the day, and then I'll get back to the story. Listen to him for a minute. You know, you
1: should never be a prisoner to your past. It was just a lesson. It shouldn't be a life system. You know what I'm saying? Right. It shouldn't be a life sentence that they hold it against you the rest of your life. If you if you got if you got that type of karma, it's time to walk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts. Facts. You know, because if, if people if you can't forgive, you you, you can't live. Because you know what, the person you ain't hurting that person that you holding that grudge against. You hurting yourself. That person is living their life. They ain't thinking about your ass
0: I'm telling you. <laughs> you
1: know I'm what telling what
0: you, you. Forgiveness. You know, forgiveness walk, is greatness, man
1: man you you, you you it's it's a release. Yeah. It's like you ever, like you're like you're like with a woo man. That's how it feels to be free.
0: Honestly, honestly I got that feeling when I used to try to like teach people and force force my knowledge down their throats and then I would get mad they're not listening and stuff like that, but then I'm realizing like that ain't up to me, and that relief was real big because I was getting real frustrated that wasn't nobody listening, and I'm like, why ain't nobody listening? I got these facts right here, like they look at this list of facts. It's all true, no matter the truth. And like, everybody got their own truth. Everybody lived their own life, and that's okay. And that's that's where my relief Absolutely. came from.
1: Absolutely, And 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 I'm glad you found it on your own instead of somebody you know happened to tell you. You know, right. you know, you could tell somebody, you know. Like you say, you, was, you know, you were trying to school folks on, you know, how to, you know, make a better life for themselves and uh, as far as business and, and it, it's not, it, it ain't always about money either.
0: Facts. No, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? It's some about being fulfilled.
1: Kind of, you tell, yeah, some, sometimes you just want to help people or, you know what I'm saying, or uh, like look at teachers. Teachers don't make no whole bunch of money, but they are schooling folks to make more money than us.
0: Man, I think, I think teachers are the most important people on the planet
1: absolutely
0: absolutely teachers and mothers yep yep they're the ones that's Uh, healing the world right right before our eyes
1: absolutely absolutely
0: yeah man so with that being said you heard it from my dad's mouth man forgive somebody today uh holding grudges man it weighs on you man it holds a toll on you man so forgive somebody that you didn't today and uh stop holding grudges If you want to, you want to. That's on you. I can't tell you what to do. You know what I'm saying? You live your best life. But here at Focus Energy, we try to be better than we was yesterday. We try to be 1% better every day. Um, Create a better version for yourself and a better version for your future. Um, And also, thank you to all the teachers and educators out there that's out there helping the youth and helping people become uh, better individuals and better humans. I appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. So, um, a little bit of backstory on my dad before we get back to the segment with him. He, uh... He he told me about three other jobs, three jobs that he had when he was a kid. One was running numbers. Uh, The other one was he started a a lawn cutting service. Um, And the other, the one, so running numbers, lawn cutting service, and a newspaper route that he had. All right, now running numbers is one of those things where he used to go house to house for my uncle, Stuart. And he would pick up people's guesses, guesses on what number was going to be pulled that night. It's kind of like where the lottery came from. Uh, he would go get everybody's numbers, they would collect it, and then they would uh have hosted on like a Friday and pull draw numbers and whoever had the winning numbers would win, just like the lottery. Um, after that he got a little older, he he was given a lawnmower by my granddaddy, Foster the First, and then he started a lawn cutting service and he would go door to door asking people, "Do you want your long cut today? Do you want your long cut today?" Until so he got a, a core base of customers that were residual that he kept going to on a regular basis, and they would pay him a certain amount. Mm-hmm. All right, and then after that, um, he started a paper route, and this paper route he would like you heard of him the couple podcasts ago, my grandma humble beginnings. He would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, get ready before school, go do his route, go all the houses, drop off the papers, and then come back home, get ready for school, get his lunch, and take off. And, like, I mean, back then, man, that that took a lot of uh, initiative, and that's some admirable stuff right there from Pops. And I see where I get it from. Now, back to me, um, I remember I told y'all, too, that in my first job of paying taxes, I was bag groceries at Jewel Osco. Um, now let me go back a little bit back before that, a couple of the entrepreneurial, uh, <laughs> I guess stints in my life was at high, in high school, I used to sell candy with uh, Rico. I would sell like fruities, fruities are like, you know, Tootsie Rolls, but the fruit flavor kind, and you can buy it for a penny at the candy store. And then I would bundle them up into 25, uh, pieces and I would sell it for a dollar. So I was making like, you know, 75% return on that, on that. Penny candy, and people would buy them all up. And, you know, I had I had candy for sale. I had Coach Wallace for sale. I remember having white T-shirts for sale. Um, probably a couple other things for sale, but like I said, I don't want to implicate myself. <laughs> you feel me? But uh, yeah, no, nah, man. So um, yeah, we I, I literally been doing so many things since the beginning of the time that these podcasts can go on forever <laughs> for real. I feel like they can go on forever because between me. And my entire family, and then my friends, and then my extended family, and my, fam- my friends' families, uh, we got a lot of material and a lot of content that has to do with uh, sustainable uh, entrepreneurship and just hustle, baby, just pure hustle. And I'm glad that y'all uh, listening and checking in with me because it gets, makes y'all get to little, learn a little bit more about me and figure out like why I am the way I am. So without further ado, let's get back to Pops and uh, see what he got to say.
1: like 10 inches of snow. <laughs> it's like it's like four o'clock in the morning Man, i got on the phone called the brand and said i quit <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i'm guessing i'm guessing this is gonna segue into you do it starting some old another capital uh, venture capital on your own or something after this then huh after you quit
1: well well after i quit then uh you know i, I uh called my uncle stewart you know because i that was always a was always a, uh, a, a backup okay. you know go to you know so because I worked with them on the weekends and like I said so I started going out to school every day and uh, I stocked the, uh, the coolers and stocked the shelves uh, um, deliveries came on Tuesday so yeah it's like in the back of like boxes and boxes of liquor and beer and I had to put it all away so Tuesday was kind of a, a, a busy day other than that after, after work after school, I mean, I had to come down there and stock the, uh, stock the shelves and everything.
0: Okay. You know? Okay.
1: But, uh, you know, as far as, as far as, uh, you know, uh, working with him, you know, he started, you know, over the summer, it was pretty much like a regular job. So I, I worked down there from, I think they opened at uh, Uncle Stewart's store, B&G Liquor was the name of the liquor store. Okay. And they open up they open up about eight o'clock. I like work I put in my eight hours and you paid me. Back then, you know, like, I wasn't getting a whole bunch of money, but I kept money in my pocket. You
0: right, know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, so, inflation made it so that money back then too, you can get a lot more bang for your buck back then than you can now. And uh it's only it's only gonna get worse, I heard. I listened to a couple podcasts and was reading this reading some articles saying that when this next crash in the financial market happens, that it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to delete the middle class And it's going to be a setback in finances And the, the divide of the haves and the have-nots It's going to be bigger than it's ever been in ever
1: Right, right so, You know, as far as this day and age There really is no middle class You know, right. it's like I mean, middle class is like Few and far in between Back in the day, a, a middle class was You know, comfortable, um, a comfortable living You know, mom uh, uh, usually the husband and 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 the wife was working and back then you know for the most part uh kids had both their mom and dad you know yeah. so you know uh, uh, got two incomes coming in you know and uh it wasn't it wasn't as hard but then you know this in this do day and age man people get married be married for one or two years, and they they, they call it quit. Go to yeah. the next person. So yeah. it's, a different, it's a different way of life
0: these days, you know? It is. And that's why I'm trying to uh, just emphasize and tell people, man, you got to make it so that you, you open up different streams of income and, like, different ways of uh, getting money and getting to the bag because you can't be dependent on one, one source, and it's it's scary now. And I think coronavirus is making everybody aware of that.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, uh... Yeah, so I went to Chicago Vocational High School, and after I graduated high school, mm-hmm. you know, I always wanted to be an architect. Okay. You know, I, used to, I remember back. Let me go back when I was in the projects. Um, I had, I used to have a tire, you know, that I used to you know play with every day. So I, after I finished playing with it, I put it in my spot. So I always it was always there. So uh, one day I decided, you know, I'm bored, so I went around a whole project picking up popsicle sticks.
0: Oh
1: yeah! You ask me, you me, like, why are you picking up popsicle sticks? Well, in my mind, okay, I'm gonna take these popsicle sticks. I got me a bottle of Elmer's glue, and I built me a house. And this was in this was, this was when I was in the projects, you yeah, know. So that's I'm, talking, that's I'm dope. talking 1969, 1970, and I, I built the house out of popsicle sticks. With I cut the windows. Uh, cut the windows out the popsicle stick. I made doors put a roof on it and uh, yeah
0: so <laughs> that's I was like, Man, this is what I want to do you know okay okay uh, so, so then, then that's then, another uh, transition then now going to uh, you getting out of college and pursuing yeah. what did what did you pursue
1: then well you know I graduated college with an architecture degree but you know back in 1981 you know the, the, the few architectural drafting jobs they had you know they really weren't paying much. Right. You know, I mean, architects don't really start making money until you're an associate or a registered architect. But okay. just as a draftsman or design draftsman, you ain't making the top money. But in the intern, when I was in college, this company called Started and Lundy, they came to our school, and uh, that's when they was building nuclear power plants. Okay. And uh, they uh, was you know asking. Uh, whoever lives in chicago or the vicinity you know they got plenty they got plenty of openings and
0: what you want to work there so man i had a job before i even graduated college you nice. know so nice. oh on. that's that that's another thing that's a good point to hit on is that i think it's like 51% or something like that is now with college graduates don't even get a job in the the, the career field that they got their degree in and they they start off like average of $45,000 in debt yeah
1: and see, the thing about it, back then, when I was in college, they had all type of programs. They had CETA programs. It's like, as long as I went to class, it was this sheet I used to, you know, have to fill out every week, teacher sign it, and I turn it in. And I was getting like, uh, just to go to class, I was getting like $60 a week. And back in 1980, that was a lot of money. <laughs> plus, plus, uh, you know the grants pay for my uh, living expenses. You know my dorm room and board. Okay. Pay for college. So when I, I didn't have, I didn't have to take out one loan.
0: Man, that's a beautiful thing. When I thing. Uh, when I when I went to college.
1: So because they had some good programs back then, but that all disappeared,
0: man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then bring me all the way to me being of alive, and then you being grown, grown, and got your feet wet in the whole world of working for people, owning your own, and then what happened?
1: Right, so uh, so right after college, you know, so I got into the electrical design field. So for 15 years, I uh, was a design draftsman, and uh, this, this is, uh, customers used to come to the uh, my company, and, um, you know, I had to go quote, quote, quote project for them, do design layout, but then this one project downtown Chicago at seventy called seventy seven West Wacker where, where where your auntie she would work at. Okay. And uh back in the day, man, you know, one of the uh customers came in and said, you know, I would like if, if if you would like to make some extra money, I got some uh, some drafting for you to do on the side. So man, I did that and uh, I remember your draft you
0: know, board. You used to always have a draft board out with some papers on it and blueprints. Yeah, prints. yeah. So and, and
1: I mean being an electrical field, up on top of the roof, they put a, a roof de-icing system up on the roof to keep the snow from accumulating on the roof. So I laid that out for him. And uh, about a couple months later, man, he, he made me an offer I could with refuse. you know. he like, how would you like to come work for me? And uh, plus, I wasn't that happy at Marin at the time anyway. You know, I was having some issues. And I was already getting ready to make my exit, but that was perfect time, and so I went to work for him, but that only worked for him for about a year. Okay, and I'm like, because you know, it, it just it just wasn't working out for me. So at that point, I decided to uh, uh, start my own business. I had this partner called Thomas Moke, and uh, he was selling electric TV products. And uh, from then on, you know, we sat down, worked out a deal. I work in I work in his office, helping with his phones and shipping, and uh, I, I get rich for free. Right. You know. That's a and, good that's a good trade know, off. Yeah, so then that's what I started my business
0: high rise specialty product. Yeah. So the electric electric heating product. Nice. Yeah, I remember that. I remember high rise, man. And that was some that was some some good times as far as like security, you know, like you got you always got you always on a hustle, always grinding, always getting to the paper. And then but the importance I think of ownership is just that feeling, man. Like knowing that this yeah. is yours. I'm
1: absolutely and the thing is you know uh, by, that, by it being yours it's like you, could, you can hustle as hard or as light as you want to so if you want if you get out there and grind man you can make some money because you know back in the day man when they were building uh, high rise projects man I landed a couple 50 story buildings man and it was all perimeter heat I was getting like Two hundred fifty thousand dollars purchase orders. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And, nice, you know, nice. Yeah, yeah <sighs> Drop shipping, drop shipping heaters, and you know, one year, man. You know, as a one man shop, even though I shared offices, as a one man shop, man, I think my best year I did about a million one just Ooh. by myself.
0: You know, I likes to hear. It. Hey, I'm i uh, I'm a bet you that I beat that number by the end of next year. I had already wrote myself a million dollar check. But uh, I
1: hope you I hope you double that, number, <laughs> you can know, triple it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, uh, so speaking of your existence, I was here now. Yeah, See, I didn't have the research I remember doing a lot of research because I was just inventing stuff and you know trying to uh 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 invent products. You know, to put on the market. You know, I got a United States patent for a handheld hair dryer that I invented. You know that yeah. you know I was working a deal with Conair back in the day, a, a dryer manufacturer, but the deal fell through, man, and.
0: Then life, then life happened, you know, this cat named Foster was born. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the legend, the day the legend was born,
1: 1985 <laughs> I
0: arrived. <laughs> and now, with the good, though, come the bad, you can't have the sun without the rain. Unfortunately, uh, unlike my grandmother, who held her business down for fi- over 50 years, uh, my dad, about like 15 years ago, he ended up uh, having to shut his business down. Uh, the reason being was some accounting things. I guess the accountant that he was sending his taxes to uh, wasn't wasn't uh, preparing the taxes right. He ended up uh, having to pay back taxes for over like a decade and it got really expensive. So he ended up just closing it down and shutting down the doors. Um, he still to this day does. He works in the field of electrical heating and air conditioning, but he works for uh, a company now. I think he's a regional manager. He uh, I think he it presides over Chicago, Seattle and a couple of other places. But yeah man, so yeah, that 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 happens. Your business sometimes, you know, things don't go right. Uh but at least at least you had those years of trying. At least you had those years of triumph. Um but, you know, you can't, you can't, everything can't be perfect. You got to roll with the punches and that's why you should have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, or maybe have multiple businesses as well. So that when one does fail or one does go under that you could uh, have a backup plan to to rely on. But yeah, man, that's, that's, that's all I got for today. Stay tuned. We got a bunch more coming. Um, I got them lined up. I think I'm gonna have my, my sister, uh, a couple of my homies, uh, maybe my brother, you know, do some, some podcasts with me too because they got some businesses that they own and that's operating right now. Um, the next episodes, I'm gonna get into another couple of my business, venture, business ventures that I uh, embarked upon. Yeah, so I appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all been dope. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. Foster Lee, over and out, baby.